I'm here today with Dorothy Lee. She has been a volunteer for Q-Stone and she went um, to, to, for Q-Stone DSL and she went to Uganda um, in 1996 and stayed there for two years until 1998. Dorothy, could you just introduce yourself, just uh, your profession, um, where you come from, where you live now, your age? Um, I am a pharmacist by profession and I was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and that's where I studied uh, pharmacy. And after I graduated, I worked in Toronto for about 10 years. Um, and it was from Toronto that I left to work overseas in Uganda in 1996. And when I returned, um, Eventually, I came to Vancouver, where I'm living and working now. You told me earlier that um, your the project you worked on in Uganda was the first um, development project you worked on abroad. How did you get that idea to work as a volunteer and to, to engage in international development? Well, I, I was thinking back. Um, I've always wanted to work overseas like I remember when I was attending pharmacy school um, thinking that this is something I wanted to do was to work overseas in a developing country but I'm not really sure where that came from but somehow it was in my heart that this is what I wanted to do. You already mentioned that you um went uh, abroad as a pharmacist so the project you were working on for QCVSO was what was it all about? Um, it was a relatively new university and hospital that had been built in um, southwest of Uganda's capital um, and it was when I was there it was about six years old um, and so they needed professionals, they needed teachers. Um, the university had a science program, a computer science program, and a medicine program. Um, and the hospital serviced um, a, quite a large area in Uganda. And there was a deficit of professionals in the country, uh, specifically pharmacists. What were the most common health problems? Um, malaria was probably <laughs> uh, the most common one. Um, there were always many women um, expecting um, having babies and frequently they would ask the women to come early to the hospital, early being a month in advance um, because um, the transportation there uh, was not so good. Like many of the women who live in the villages, they you couldn't count on them getting to a hospital in time. So um, frequently they would advise women to be hanging around the hospital um, at least a month before their due date. Um, there were patients with cancer and heart disease and AIDS, HIV, of course, that was big too. And at the time when I was there, um, there really wasn't much treatment even for the HIV positive patients. Why do you think that this project you worked on, why do you think that that made a difference? Like even if uh, you probably haven't had enough medication or not the right medication or like 
there was just no medication at that point in time to like treat certain people. But why do you think, um, nevertheless, the project you worked on made a difference? Um, I think it's made a difference um, because I, I recently looked on the website to see what's happened since I was there, and it has really developed in the 20 years. They've just graduated their 20th class. Um, over 900 students um, and so it's made a difference because the university has grown and it continues to expand they now have a pharmacy faculty they have a nursing faculty um, developmental studies um, and uh, also they have a tropical rainforest conservation faculty so um, the fact that it has succeeded, and that was their motto, um, to succeed. Um, the fact that they have succeeded, um, I think, makes it um, a positive thing for the people in Uganda because they're producing professionals um, that are now um, helping others with health and other areas. On the hospital side, it helped a lot of people, surgeries, um, uh, delivering babies, children with diseases. There were always over a hundred children on in the two rooms <laughs> that they had for the um, pediatric ward. Um, so they did a lot and they are still doing a lot for, for the sick people um, of Uganda. 100 babies in one room. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been quite well, two loud. Rooms, two rooms. <laughs> Actually, it's surprisingly quiet no. because usually the, the parents or one of the parents is there pretty much all the time with the child. <laughs> um, Uganda is one of the poorest countries and you already kind of said it indirectly there's not a lot of infrastructure and a lot lot of not a lot of uh, like a public healthcare system or something like that um how do these um circumstances as these factors um, affect people in uganda as, as like as far as what you witnessed when you were there um well with respect to what i witnessed i um i did have the opportunity to travel to smaller villages um, just with friends that I had made and I experienced schools there and just to see a school with you know no materials no books not even any um, chairs or tables um, this is certainly one area um, that is affected education um, and also health care um, I had already mentioned how um, women who were pregnant and coming close to their due date they were encouraged to hang around the hospital around their due date um, and even the the types of medications that were available to patients um, and even the types of surgeries there was one uh, young girl who had a heart defect and she had been flown to india for surgery and i came to know her because I would give her or dispense to her the blood thinner that she had to take uh, because of her artificial valve. But this surgery was not yet available in Uganda. So certainly um, the poverty affects the health 
uh, so the education and the health um, and the infrastructure as well uh, the transportation is not uh, so good I remember once um, going quite far um, into a village and these six men were carrying a pregnant woman on a stretcher and she was quite pregnant and the walk to the main road where they would be catching transportation must have been at least 20 kilometers um, and it was rainy and very muddy and I could hardly walk on the road myself because it was so muddy and slippery so um, those are the the um, areas that stand out in my mind and where were they carrying the woman like to the next available hospital like all the way down that muddy road or all the way down the muddy road I imagine um, they were carrying her to um, the road where people drive um, regularly and where they could catch transportation but I just remember seeing that <laughs> and being amazed at how and of course they were all the men were barefoot <laughs> carrying this woman uh, hearing like hearing those stories and like the girl without a problem like the man carrying the, the woman I'm sure you have like thousands of memories and interesting people you met but if you can you think about like one event or um, like one moment or like a person that made such a huge impression on you that and you think back to your time um, in Uganda like that that person memory or event immediately immediately comes to your mind it's hard to come up with one <laughs> um, I'll try to there are a lot of things that go through my mind when I think of Uganda um, and mostly you know fond memories of the people um, but I know I always think of and I wish I had a picture of them there were two young boys um, they were maybe eight years old and they were identical twins and they both had diabetes the type of diabetes that you're born with and you need insulin for and every month they came to the hospital to see the pediatrician um, to get a checkup and then they would come to my office and stand at the window uh, waiting for their insulin and I would give them their insulin to take home and um, I felt this was really a su success story for them they lived in a village and they were given by one organization a goat and they would uh, milk the goat and sell the milk from the goat and with this money they once a month they could afford to come to the hospital for their checkup um, and they could pick up their insulin which would be free for them but um, I just can still see them standing outside my window smiling and they always came carrying um, which I think was their mother's purse um, it was a beautiful little purse that they would hold and they would put the insulin in the purse and they always seemed to come alone they they never came with an adult at least the adult was never outside my window um, and they they didn't speak any English either but um, I just can see them in my mind and 
uh, it gave me a lot of joy um, to see them. That's a cute story. I can see them now. You described them so well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just have one more question, um, which is more future directed. Um, if you think about the time that has passed, like since you went to Uganda or came back and like up to today, um, how do you think that experience being a volunteer, like being abroad for um, VSO, like how do you think that it that influenced um, your professional and personal life? Um, in terms of my uh, personal life, um, I think it's opened my eyes more um, to have more compassion for the disadvantaged people of our own society in Canada and it's made me look for opportunities to volunteer locally. Um, that's what it's done for me uh, personally. Um, also it's made me realize how wealthy Canada is and what we have in terms of health and education and transportation. Um, professionally, um, I think it gave me a lot of opportunities actually. Um, the opportunity to teach um, a class um, for two years in, in pharmacology and to see their development, the students um, uh, learning and um, it was always great to see them doing well in the exams and see them graduating. Um, so that was an op opportunity to teach um, and also to interact with the people there. Um, Are you still in touch with uh, some of your old students or did you follow um, what, what became of them? Um, not the students, but one of the um, assistants uh, that was there, he was the most devoted assistant any hospital pharmacy could have. He was there, you know, he lived right on the hospital campus and if they ever needed anything at any time, he would be there with his key opening up the pharmacy and providing it. His name was Lawrence and he uh, eventually got his degree in pharmacy and now he's actually an assistant teacher at that university there at, in Mbarara was the name of the town. That's awesome, that's a great success story. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much Dorothy for sharing your, your memories and your thoughts. Thank you.